Where is InsureTech headed next? This is where indie agents own the answer. Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast. Let's go. Uh, guys, welcome. Welcome insurance industry to season two of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast. I am so pumped to be here with you guys and our very special guest, whose name I'm going to announce in just a second. Hang tight. Um, just a quick heads up that if you're listening to this episode on your favorite podcasting platform, whether that's Spotify, uh, iTunes, um, whatever other crazy Stitcher, whatever other crazy platform you you love to listen to podcasts on, just know that this is also being streamed on YouTube, and you can watch the video. Uh, you can scrub to your favorite parts. You can see all of our crazy facial expressions. Uh, you know, see my my crazy hand gestures and all all kinds of stuff. So um, subscribe, check it out. Um, it's something new that we're bringing to the Vertifor family of, uh, of media launches. So with that, uh, I'm excited to announce our, our guest here, Jess Butler. Welcome, Jess. Thanks. Great to be here. Awesome. Um, let me give you guys a little backstory on Jess, because I'm going to admit to you that I did, um, <laughs> I LinkedIn stalked you last night. I know. I saw. <laughs> ah. I have that feature on. Do you, you do? Oh, you do the LinkedIn premium? Yeah. Oh, I should have known. See, the tech people, they always, they always do the, the LinkedIn premium. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, Jess is, a, is an amazing, not only professional, but, but human. Um, she spent 16 years at Travelers, and as I was sitting at the restaurant last night here in Denver, eating my steak and broccolini and, and just looking over all the different roles that she passed through as she evolved at Travelers. I noticed that, you know, she, she really came into Travelers um, just as a, I mean, I'm going to say just as like an ordinary like professional coming in without a ton of experience. Monster.com. That's how I got the job at Travelers. Monster.com, baby. <laughs> um, and then, you know, but as she worked her way through, I, I noticed this trend of her um, going from a collaborative leader, really pulling teams together to almost understanding the movement of the company so well that she was able to see where and how change needed to be made around specifically, I think, internal process um, and and really charged forward helping, uh, looking for a better way to do things. That became very apparent. And she helped many different areas of the business, which really speaks to, I think, your reputation. I think travelers probably saw you as that change maker and said, oh, snap, we need to, you're <laughs> over here. We're, you know, we need to put you over here. We need to put you over here. Um, and so... I'm really excited to, to hear a little bit about that, that journey. Um, from Travelers, she actually went over to Mutual Capital Analytics, became the, chief, uh, the COO, Chief Operating Officer, and focused on helping the mutual space adopt predictive analytics. This was three years ago, so you know, really at the cusp of the industry understanding data and focused on helping these companies combine first-party data with third-party data sources and look for trends and predict 
things like you know losses and, and other uh, other revenue generating sources of business. So here's the thing, very strong operational background. Here's what I'm picking up on. Um, <laughs> definitely understands corporate, but also has a you have a little bit of a startup fire because mutual capital analytics was a was a startup for sure. That was, and I want to hear about that. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting yep. jump to go 16 years and then go yep. right into startup. Um, and uh, and she has a very cute puppy named Wally. I do. He's yes. very cute. Yeah. He's a puppy even though he's like 12 years old. Yeah. <laughs> he does kind of have that puppy face. Yeah, he's adorable. Yeah, that's kind of the perfect dog when you can find them when they're, you know, 12 and they still look like they're two I years know. old. Love it. Yeah. Okay, so, all right, so Jess, hit me with, um, let's, let's back up because obviously there's a lot to talk through here. And I want to end with, you know, why, why Vertifor at the end of the day? And I... I look at your background and and just even the little time we've spent together and think, man, you are just such an amazing fit for this role. But we want to convince the audience of okay. that because they, they, they haven't had the time that I've had with you, you know, LinkedIn sure. stalking and, yeah. and, and Zooms and whatnot. Um, so let's go back for a sec to, to OG Jess. How did you fall into the insurance at monster.com, I guess, right? So what was what were the first few years at Travelers like? So they were starting a product management development program. So I was one of okay. the first uh, class zero, pretty much, of starting a program. There were three of us. Okay. After that, they started hiring between 15 and 20 folks into that program a year. So okay. I actually started, you graduate after a year and you get placed into product management for personal lines and really running state from a profit and growth perspective. So did that, and then I taught in the program for a while. Um, had a bunch of different states on the personal line side. When I was in personal lines, the comparative raters were getting large. Okay. And so moving, okay. transitioning from a proprietary platform where agents would enter to really more of the Vertifor PL rater solution and the data products that were coming out of that. And so I was there during that transition. So um, very interesting to watch the market swing in probably two to three years to almost 80% coming through that space. Yeah. Um, so I did that and worked in the, in the personal line side for a while. I moved over after about eight years into the commercial line side into product management and really California Northeast running a bunch of different regions. I actually got the opportunity to run, you know, I said like personal lines is it's very lower underwriting. Mm. When I came over the commercial lines, I was like, what is this underwriting stuff? How do I learn more about this and be more effective? So I actually got to go sit in the underwriting center. And so my region, I got to run out of the underwriting center and 30% of my time was just spending time with the underwriters and sales folks and what makes agents tick, um, how's the how's the processes and the solutions and what's what's the front end look like how do you how's their workload so heavy um mm -hmm. so i got to do that chief of staff quick role and then they they had um some leadership change and they were starting a new area called business process effectiveness mm -hmm. where i joined and um, helped streamline some of the renewals and in that role i actually had the opportunity to work on the comparative rater strategy for a small commercial from a business strategies perspective. So if small commercial for travelers is going to connect to a Vertifor or other carry or other vendors mm -hmm. for this, what do what does travelers want to be mm -hmm. in that space? 
and how do you operationalize it? Mm-hmm. So we we did that, and then they're like, great, here's some tech teams, now go build. So I sat around a table, maybe a little bit larger than this, with some developers and architect and myself, and pretty much built what we designed in the last six months to connect to Vertifor. Interesting. Um, and all the carriers. So we did that in under 12 months. That was probably one of my most favorite roles. Um, and so that was exciting. But MCA came along and went, how often do you get an opportunity to be employee number two and be in on the ground floor? I, yep. With funding, yep. with yep. a vision yep. that, a, a preliminary vision that really met market um, mm-hmm. and filled a gap. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you pass something like that up in getting mm-hmm. to build the culture and the team and learning new things like sales and branding and marketing and how do you do all that? Um, this is an opportunity that would probably be limited that um, would come up again. So yeah. I chose to leave in first quarter of 2020, right as soon as the pandemic hit. Dang. Okay, now I'm going to stop you there because you've just teased a lot. Um, and I really want to dive into, I want to, I want to get to mutual capital analytics cause I yeah. love, I love data. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, especially just if I think about, you know, where, how society, how, how the amount of data that we're capturing on individuals is going to change society in, in five to 10 years, not just from an operational standpoint, but so, but let me step back for a sec. Um, when you were working at, at Travelers, you know, I think I've used some of their digital self-service products, and they are really clean. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Travelers does not put out – let's, let's put it this way. I think we can all admit that not every carrier that puts out a some sort of digital platform self-service you know, product is as user-friendly. Um, you know, sort of e- easy to use, um, integratable. Um, you know, there's a there, the the level at which travelers plays is definitely higher, mm-hmm. I think, than a lot of others. So it's really cool that you were able to be in that environment and probably be with a lot of people that challenged you. Um, so in the, in terms, it sounds like you had a lot of experience specifically with the raiders that were being built at travelers how and i'm sure it's changed because you know it's been a couple years since you've been there but how did they think about like raider connectivity at travelers right because they obviously have their online platform where they have they can have an agent come you know not take the ams out of it Mm -hmm. you can have somebody come and, and be on the platform itself and then you're talking about they have this other product where they can connect the back end of that system to you know, PL Raider or, you know, even other Raiders out there. Mm -hmm. What, how did, as you were building these products, like how did high level, how did travelers think about, you know, how they were attacking that space? I'm just curious. I'd say, um, so from a commercial lines perspective and and knowing Mm -hmm. this in the personal lines, from the personal lines world that I lived in, Mm -hmm. there are business capabilities from a technology perspective you need to build on the carrier side to manage your profit and loss, mm. right? So mm-hmm. how do you manage the front door? Um, do you want everything? Do you want some stuff? And what things do you want to validate on your side to make sure you're getting what you're getting? Mm-hmm. And so from a business perspective, what are 
you have six seconds max to, to send a, a request and response. So you have probably four seconds of technology time to figure out all the business things you want to do to make sure you're getting the right risk for the right price. Mm. So what are those things? And so that was what, as I say, the business strategy, that's what the business strategy was. What are those capabilities you want to build? And what are the most important ones? And mm-hmm. how do we build it? It's something that's going to meet the SLAs. Mm-hmm. And so that was a fun part. I mean, it was yeah. like a it was like a puzzle. Um, yeah. Well, and it's it. I don't think people recognize or or maybe even um, technology is so available to us at our fingertips and really good technology mm-hmm. too. Um, sometimes it's easy to forget the simple is really hard, and you know, especially in the insurance industry. We, pa- we have to pass so much data. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like we're rating, you know, it, it's not like a house comparison site where there's 30 pieces of data. There's, I mean. On the commercial side, it's huge. There's a lot. Huge, mm-hmm. huge. I mean, hundreds of pieces of data that you have to ingest into, you know, the traveler's quoting platform, calculate, and then spit back out. Um, how? <laughs> How difficult is that? Yeah, so it was like this Venn diagram. You had to kind of figure out, like, what did you need to rate? What did you need to underwrite? And then there's going to be like this, I would love to know this, but it's not Mm -hmm. really going to matter in the grand scheme of things. So Mm -hmm. it's all prioritization. Um, Do I want to ask that question up front? Do I want to ask that question when they're binding? Mm -hmm. You know, if you think about what these raters are for for our customers, our agents, how can they get through quickly? Mm-hmm. Um, and so knowing that as a carrier, how do you position the questions in the right spaces or uh, in the work, parts of the workflow? Mm-hmm. So it's all kind of just prioritization game and what's most important to the product. Yeah. Was just out of curiosity, was travelers ever worried about connecting to a platform like PL Raider or connecting into this sort of like comparison platform? On the personal line side, that's the way the market was going, and and, and, and that was kind of yeah. Um, yeah. I'd say on the commercial line side, it wasn't if it was how. Mm. Um, mm. Do you need a full bindable quote? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. well then you got to ask like six hundred questions. Yeah. Okay, I'm making that up, but yeah. if you want a quick, hey, I might be interested, and here it is. What are the priorities of questions and and data elements to get? Interesting. So it's all like. That was the hardest part, and, and tech, the tech teams told me, they're like, the hardest part about technology is business figuring out what they want. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, when we can make it, it's sometimes overcomplicates, and, and how do you just kind of bring things back to be simple? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so so you had it made at Travelers. Like, you, I mean, you sound like you, you're reading off a script in your head, you've done this a million times before kind of thing, right? Like, you were there, you had a reputation built, you knew the business, uh, you clearly found a niche you really liked. Then this opportunity comes along. Yeah. And once in a lifetime, ground floor employee number two with funding. But why why mutual capital analytics? I mean, it sounds like there's some synergy with the data side of things. Yeah. So I'd say so. Mutual Capital Analytics is a professional service company dedicated okay. to mutual insurance carriers, which are typically on the smaller direct rate and premium side. Mm-hmm. So I've been at the national carriers, and how do we bring the capabilities that I built at a national carrier? How do we bring mm-hmm. that to some of the mutual spaces, uh, mutual carriers? They serve their communities. They have really great niche markets. Um, 
And how do we keep them to compete in the data and analytics world as things are moving so fast? Um, so I'd say we are a data and analytics company, but we really solve business problems. We used to solve business problems with data and analytics, workflow processes, um, implementations. So we'd go in and, and one thing I've learned after working with over 25 different carriers, right? Everybody has similar problems, but they're all mm. a little bit unique. Mm. And so either how it was implemented or what questions they ask and why and mm -hmm. where they collect their data or the rigidness of um, architecture that they've selected. And so sometimes solving the business problem, you know what the answer is, but you need to be in their, you're in their ecosystem now and trying to figure out how it works and how to actually implement those. And so that's what Mutual Capital Analytics does is it works with in, in that space. And so I'd say everything I did at, at the National Carrier Travelers I did for mutual companies for the next for the last three years. So it was very similar on pricing structure and rating analytics and comparative radar technologies, working with the Vertiform um, aggregate data for these guys to see where they are from a comparison point to market. Mm -hmm. um, and then what can you do about that? Mm -hmm. Once you know it, like how do you have actionable analytics to make the next move? Mm -hmm. um, and so that was that was what was the draw. And I got to, you know, I started, I didn't even have a laptop my first day. Literally, like, I didn't have an email address, so we had to get all that set up. So, um, but yeah, building yeah. from, you know, the ground floor on infrastructure, technology security, um, client base, getting, getting to know the industry and the market, mm -hmm. and then also just hiring talent. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that's great about what was great about MCA is is the team and the co the cohesion of the team. You weren't just hiring for one spot; you were hiring for the team. And so, culture is really, really important to me. Yeah. Um, and I'd say that's that's one thing that I I really loved about MCA, the the work they did with the carriers, but also the team and the and the people, the people. are great. Yeah. Yeah, I would say if I look back in my career. Every move that I've made, I've made pr pretty consistently for the people in the room as opposed to the, the company. And, you know, not I, I'm not saying that that's the best or right way to do it, mm -hmm. um, but it has, it has lended itself in my favor, I think, a few times. So I, I, I can see that. I agree with that. Yeah. And so when you think about Vertifor, I don't know if we're going to, mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. you know, the work's the work's the work, mm -hmm. but it's the people that make the difference. And mm -hmm. so, you know, when the opportunity came along and, and MCA is in a great spot now, um, it was like, okay, well, the work, yes, that's extremely interesting. Now let's talk about the people. And yeah. I want to meet, I've, I've gotten to work with Vertifor folks in the past at Travelers at MCA, and I loved them, um, still love them. And then getting to meet some of the leadership um, awesome. is was pretty fantastic and that's kind of what made the decision yeah yeah that makes sense okay so three years at MCA mm -hmm. and um, and then you know decided to come to Vertifor what what was it like being in I'm just curious about that mutual carrier space because mm -hmm. what you guys were doing I mean I think back three years ago um, you know I think the the technology conversation was somewhat mature and and sort of 
we were on the cusp of the data conversation, big data and AI, and mm-hmm. you were starting to see that pop up more and more in marketing materials and trade publications at conferences. So I, were, did you ever feel like you were ahead of the curve in any way with these companies, or were, did you feel like you pretty much nailed timing on the head in terms of starting that company? Um, I think timing, it worked great. Okay. Um, even though we started right as the pandemic hit, I'd say yeah. there was very limited impact. It actually allowed us, everybody was home, so allowed us to meet a bunch of different carriers versus, but then we didn't have the deep relationships and the mutual space really has deep relationships. So once you can get out, you now have, you have the visibility. Now, how do you make these deeper relationships and Mm -hmm. and continue to move forward? So I'd say that, um, what was the other question? Well, I guess I'm I'm curious when you were going under the hood and, and going behind the scenes, seeing what technology they were using, you know, and data know. that they were looking at, right. or workflows that their underwriters were doing, or right. how often something was, we'll call it straight through process, mm-hmm. without an underwriter touching it. Mm-hmm. And we work on the person, uh, the MCA works on the personal and the commercial line side, so um, you have to kind of solve business problems across both. I'd say um, there's definitely definitely a need for market in in that space to help with the analytics. Um, I think a lot of folks are like, we want to do analytics, but we don't know what that means. That's was that was my question. Was like, okay, so that yeah, because a lot of the, the the timing, you know, I, I mean, I think back, I guess I don't know, five to seven years ago. If I think back seven to ten years ago, like when I first got into, and my dad owns an insurance agency, so I mean, I've been in the space for a long time, but really started my professional career was right when the insurance tech conversation was happening, and you know, then then of course it's oh, okay, technology. Is important we should consider it and then it became oh no we really need to invest in this and you saw all these carriers spending they weren't updating their buildings Mm-mm. they weren't hiring team they Mm-mm. weren't complete you know innovating on product they were rehauling all of this tech debt that they had and so I was just curious when you guys started this predictive analytics I mean that is relatively innovative tech in the insurance I mean you know yeah. I mean in in the world at large but also for sure in the insurance industry so you know were these guys far enough in their tech you know transformation that they were able to say okay yeah this is the next step we're ready for this we actually when I worked there encouraged companies as they were going through their tech journey yeah to engage with MCA because mm. it's easier to make business decisions while you're while you're doing it while you have the hood open. That makes sense. How do you where do you want to be from a business strategic perspective, and then what actually do we need to from a capability perspective? And as you have it open, let's figure out how to to adjust there. And yeah. so and then from there you can really start to help them structure how they should be capturing their data and thinking about it longer term. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I think there's the you get the biggest benefit from yeah. from that. So when we were able to work with companies that are going through their tech journey, yeah. and or they're launching a new product and they don't know where to start, and so or they just want extra help to make sure they're doing it right, that's where that's where it was. Okay, interesting. So you guys were really in it for the long haul with these guys. You'd come in pretty early on, and that makes sense if they know they want to be at a space where they can adopt or implement some sort of predictive technology they've got to be able to build the right foundation yeah and so 
Yeah, it's a journey too. I mean, nobody yeah. turns profitability and growth around in two months, but if you can, I mean, that'd be awesome. But it's going to take a couple years to mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the impact of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so interesting. Okay, but so yeah. okay, so you you amazing amazing journey. Like, just I think that's so intriguing that sixteen years of travelers, really just being in in so many different parts of the business, really refining the skill set. Having more of a niche in the in the Raiders space, understanding you know the data side of things, moving over into mutual uh, the mutual space, and and really digging into the analytics side of things, and then Vertifor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of my questions was, you know, is this a new adventure for you? Because sometimes people get to in the you know to the point in their careers where they say, I just really want something different. Yeah. Um, or was this sort of a continuation of the path that you were already on? It sounds like it's kind of a continuation. Yeah, I'd uh, say it's a continuation or evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've always been interested in the Raider space, uh, even before. I think I, I think I had a PowerPoint uh, like 2015 on comparative Raiders to a small commercial. <laughs> That's awesome. Such a nerd awesome. even back then. Um, but yeah, no, I it's. It's always been a passion, um, and so working with in more of a technology solution company, mm-hmm. um, I think I can really learn a lot more on that. But still leverage the business side of the house and the carrier mm-hmm. connections and, and relationships and, and network that I have there. Mm-hmm. So it felt like a really nice balance where I wouldn't come in and be like, I I can. I know everything, and, and then that's no fun, right? And what are you going to learn? Mm-hmm. I think there's so much to learn. I've been here, what, a month now? And so so much to learn. <laughs> um, but still, I feel like I can add, I, that value you can add with the, yeah. the background you have. So, Yeah, yeah and I, I do want to say that for those of you guys listening who are maybe expecting some you know, very detailed product roadmap for the next 15 years on this podcast. (laughs) Uh, That that is coming soon. Uh, But we're not going to talk about that today because you are literally drinking from the fire hose still. You're like 30, you're basically three days in, in in Vertifor. (laughs) Well, Uh, two and two of the weeks were pretty much the holidays. So so (laughs) we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'm really excited to have you back on to talk more about that. Um, but I was mostly curious for people to get to know you um, and get to understand your background because, look, Dave Acker's been here forever. I mean, he has... He's the man. He is the the capital T, capital M. (laughs) And uh, I I know he's been trying to retire, but these products are his baby at the end of the day, and I don't think he was going to give them up to anybody. (laughs) He would have stayed another 20 years if it wasn't the right person. Um, and so I think it speaks to, you know, that this particular passing of the torch, because we've had new, you know, VPs come in to, to manage different product suites. But I think this product suite in particular, it's, you know, it's, very, it's a very meaningful passing of the torch, mm-hmm. um, which makes it very exciting. I know. Uh, and it's it's. Dave's done a phenomenal job. Uh, team is awesome. I love spending time with the team. And Dave's staying here for the first quarter part-time mm-hmm. to make sure uh, the torch is passed appropriately, which I very much appreciate. So I think, you know, 
just the, really set up for success. I think we're gonna it's gonna we're gonna crush. It's gonna go grow great. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, I do I do want to ask one last question. Um, and that's really just not 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 less around like this the products themselves, right? But more around how we define the products, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we we call them you know market connectivity, mm-hmm. um, and I think that term connectivity is really interesting because it's grown up a lot in the last, you know, for sure in the last three to five years, mm-hmm. as the development of you know APIs has come about, mm-hmm. um, as carriers have moved off of legacy platforms and started building out API connections, um, as agencies are getting really creative and saying, wait, can I just connect my realtors platform with my you know, sales platform so that I can ingest these leads automatically? without having to get some Excel spreadsheet or a Word doc or an email, mm-hmm. can I automate you know, part of these things? Um, how, I guess, you know, I really just agree or disagree, like what, do you feel like there's a moment in time here where Vertifor might redefine how we, def- how we see you know, just rating and, and connectivity? In, in general. Yeah, absolutely. I think market connectivity means so much more than just the agent to the carrier. You know, you have so much information out there on, on folks. Think about your connected car. Um, think about, you know, the data sources that you can get information from. Think about those sales pipelines re- real time. Um, and so I absolutely think that over time, um, you know, continuing to advance what connectivity, market connectivity means to Vertifor um, and to to our customers. Awesome. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pumped. Well, Jess, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah. And um, I look forward to touching base with you in another couple months to see where things are at. Just try to get my feet under me. Yeah. Try to drink slowly. The fire hose is a lot. So yeah. Yeah. I got it. Awesome. Now I'll get my feet under me and I'll come back and we can talk more about the products. Awesome. Thanks so much. Awesome. If you haven't yet been to Austin, Texas between May 7th to the 10th, consider this your official invitation. Accelerate is the largest gathering of Vertifor users from around the country. And no matter if you're looking to be challenged by hearing the stories of successful owners who did things a bit differently, see cutting edge solutions thanks to the implosion of the InsureTech ecosystem, or learn how you can maximize your current Vertifor tech stack, Accelerate has it all. So go to accelerate.netview.org, put it in your phone, put it in your computer, wherever you are, accelerate.netview.org, grab your ticket and join us in the live music capital 